So, we've got a whole world that has been opened since the beginning of Squadrons, esports like never before seen in Star Wars, and the person that defined an era with his Squadrons tournament, Boomstick, the man, the myth, the legend, right here on the podcast. Welcome. 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 Welcome to Uplink. You're too kind. That's all true. So... (laughs) (laughs) I mean, indicative of your skills is the, is the whole going freelance thing you did, which I'm super happy about. Oh, yeah. I, I think that the freelance life just suits me a little better, and it definitely gives me the, the flexibility to work on the projects that I want to work on. So, so let's, let's talk a bit. Today, we're talking about Star Wars Squadron's Premier Tournament League. Is, is that the best way to describe it? Premier Tournament, really. Um, I would Operation say Ace. I, I tend to call it a tournament series. Okay, tournament uh, series. There we go. it's not really a league, but they're all kind of interconnected. That's true. Quadrant's community is very tight-knit. So there's a lot of big players, and they all intermingle, which is really good to see. Yeah, I've I've got my hands in a lot of the, the squadron stuff that's going on, so I'm helping out with like the SCL and stuff like that, so nice. I try to try to stay involved where I can. That's great. Uh, what have been your experiences with the uh, world of Squadrons esports? Man, it's it's been really fun because, um, like you said, it's a very tight knit community, and so working on stuff like the SCL, I worked on Cal Cup a little bit in the beginning, and just getting to meet all of the people that love Star Wars, they love competitive gaming, and just putting on these really cool events has been an absolute pleasure it has it's it's been a great time watching the the whole scene erupt and we'll see where it goes in the future there's a want and a a need for it to go forward we'll see how big it can grow uh what are some of your expectations on how big squadrons esports could be uh depending on what we've got and what's projected for the future um i mean especially with it going free to play here soon i mean not free to play Uh, i guess it's getting added to ea play soon um yes and so i think that that's going to open it up to an even bigger audience and i think having the player count go up um and then having more eyes on the scene in general uh, is really gonna draw people in so i think we're going to start seeing probably several tournaments a month We've already got Cal Cup that's doing at least one a month, mm-hmm. and we've got SCL, which has been going for a couple months. But I think we're going to start seeing more more tournaments of every scale, uh, which is going to be really cool. You mentioned Cal Cup, and we've had uh, friends of the show, uh, Steve on, as well as um, Spiro. We've we've had a lot of those. We've had them on the podcast, and we've gotten a look at that. What what are your, some of your thoughts of with the big tournament series that they've got going? A, a fifteen thousand dollar prize pool. Do you see that as a, a a big step towards legitimizing the 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 whole scene there? Oh, for sure. In general, bigger bigger prize pool numbers are going to draw more attention because you know people love money. <laughs> that they do. And the way that they did it is really smart, I think. Instead of just doing like one big $15,000 tournament, spreading it out over the course of a year mm-hmm. is super smart because it's just like a constant flow of one, like sponsorship opportunities, if you want to look at it from a financial perspective. But also just for the scene, having those events constantly going is really, it looks really good for us. Oh, definitely. It's, it keeps 
it keeps squadrons in the mindset. Uh, instead of one big tournament, like you're saying, you have that, like, oh my gosh, but you have the repetition, like, oh, there's another tournament, oh, there's another tournament, boom, 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 you have that that viewpoint, and keeping it in people's mindset. Yeah, for sure. Going on with that, um, where do you see it going as a, a, in a production standpoint? You set the standard, and as much as you will deny and be super humble about it, you, you really did set the quality standard for Star Wars Squadrons Esports. Um, where do you see that going in the future? And how can uh, Operation Ace take what's been done before and what they what you've done before and push it even further? I mean, what I really want to do is I want to put a big land together. Obviously, that can't happen right now with the state of the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at some point, I would definitely like to do a big land event. And I think that that's really the next step in as far as just like production value for squadrons goes it's doing something in a live environment it it would be crazy if you ever do that let me know i'll be there oh absolutely you know the dream the dream is to do it at like a celebration or something that would be oh yeah so hopefully we can make that happen one day That, that would be incredible uh, so we're talking about the the world of squadrons here, and I think that would be a, a huge step forward. And uh, I mean, esports as a whole has definitely done really well at shifting to that virtual only, but it's hard to beat the energy around a tournament scene like that. Having everyone in the same room, having the the crowd swell as people pull off awesome moves, you you see everyone on the stage. Um, it's it's super awesome to have that experience and hopefully um the state of the world starts to get back to normal and we we are able to do something like that yeah and it's great for competitors too because like obviously it's fun to go and spectate uh, but as a competitor it adds a whole new layer of competition like how well can you handle the pressure of mm. being in front of hundreds of people true can can you handle people booing and cheering uh <laughs> stuff like that yeah try not to get in your head yeah exactly so I'm, I'm really interested to see. Definitely. Oh, man. I hope that I hope it happens one day. We'll get there. We will. So talking a bit about um, Operation Ace, what's going on around this time? Um, so this time we've partnered with DreamHack um, and they're our pretty much presenting sponsor, uh, pro- providing prize pool. Um, and promotional support so that's really awesome and then we've got another tba sponsor that we've gotten on board that we'll be announcing here shortly nice this one's gonna run pretty similar to the last one we're still kind of hashing out the finer details about like whether or not we want to do this over one day or two days stuff like that Mm -hmm. but yeah it's open event free free sign up the event starts on march 27th so oh yes excellent DreamHack is huge. For those of uh, for listeners who aren't aware in the world of esports, what what's going on? Why is e- why is DreamHack such a huge deal? DreamHack's been around the gaming and esports scene for a long time. I actually couldn't tell you when it started, but it's it's been a very long time. Um, and they've been putting on some of the biggest LAN events and just live esports competitions uh, since the beginning, all over the world. Uh, Sweden, Atlanta, uh, Vancouver, all sorts of uh, locations, all sorts of events, all sorts of games. They're really just one of the biggest names in esports as far as event producers goes. Uh, so having them on board is 
an incredible opportunity. Definitely. It's huge. I remember hearing East, uh, DreamHack a while, a while ago, and I was doing some research uh, when we got some of the, the rumblings in the inner circle around Operation Ace and DreamHack, and they've been around, I think, since the mid-90s at least. Um, so they've, they've been a part of the scene for a while. It's awesome to see that partnership, and it's one more step at um, shining a light on the Squadron's esports community and pushing the format and the community forward. Yeah, for sure. It's just having having a name that big uh, from the esports world really, like you said, adds a new level of legitimacy. Um, and obviously with their promotional support, that's going to bring a whole new set of eyes to squadrons and its competitive scene. Definitely. So what have been your experiences with watching the, the sport continue and how good people are getting what what's been going on with the meta on that front <laughs> i don't actually get to play the game that much because i'm too busy I you know that. producing events and stuff uh-huh. um, <laughs> but from what you've so, seen so getting on and like watching cal cup and like watching all these other tournaments that are happening and just seeing these people like what are they boost gasping now and like dead drifting and stuff all over the place is insane and i i can't even we're approaching the skill ceiling a lot quicker than I thought we would. Yeah, I remember uh, we were having the discussion um, around the first Operation Ace, and <laughs> we're like, "Oh yeah, the the skill the skill floor was already pretty high, and it's just going to go higher." And we project projected what like a year later, and here we are, a couple months later, and we're really getting that much quicker than we thought. <laughs> yeah, I where we're going to be in another six months is like i can't even predict it at this point Mm -hmm. uh i don't know everybody's just gotten so much more i think the biggest leap we've seen is like movement mechanics yeah and so just like seeing the way these pilots are flowing around the battlefield is is insane to see and like doing that while maintaining pinpoint accuracy blows my mind (laughs) it makes me sad when i think about (laughs) jumping into squadrons because i'm like i've seen how good people are and i'm like also um i am i'm sitting there thinking about jumping into squadrons and playing some more and i'm like but those other people are really really good (laughs) i'm just gonna get trounced if i try (laughs) exactly um so on that topic, where do you see that affecting the way that the game is going to go forward? Because, I mean, we always we always expected this. And I think what's really good about the Squadrons community is how open people are with giving tips and tricks and building up the beginner base. But I, I see that as also kind of an issue with how high the skill floor and ceiling is so far. I think it's things like that are going to improve, um, especially when we get the game on game pass that'll that'll increase the population and theoretically matchmaking should be a little bit better so new players will actually get matched with new players instead of like level 300 400 players (laughs) Uh, yeah and so i think that'll make the learning curve a little bit uh easier to handle (laughs) Mm -hmm. The, the skill of these top tier players is amazing to see and 
with the Cal Cup uh, recently. I was one of the, the shoutcasters for that event. And towards the end, we did get to see some high-level B-Wing play, which, oh my uh, gosh. Yes. I was so pumped. Uh, <laughs> I know I know. Ian Frazier was amped to see the B-Wings come out. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he, uh, I'm, it's, I'm interested to see how they start how they keep tweaking stuff and and seeing how the meta shifts. Mhm. Definitely. And we see with the the slight adjustment something like the B-wing was a lot more viable to play in high-level esports than it was when it was introduced because when it was introduced it was a flying shed. It was something that like you would play with if you're going to play against your friends just for fun. Um and now we're starting to see these strategies come forward and see something like the b-wing actually be played which oh my gosh i was so freaking pumped when that was brought out (laughs) (laughs) yeah on the note of like playing b-wings with your friends set up a private match all b-wings and you can only use your beams it's great (laughs) (laughs) yes (laughs) that's what i'm talking about yeah, going forward, what what are some of your expectations for the Operation Ace um, tournament coming up? What what are some of the things that you're looking forward to, and what are some of the the expectations that you have uh, with the play? I would say that my biggest expectation is that Splinter Squadron's going to win again. <laughs> <laughs> They're so good. Uh, I I know they've been playing out of their minds. I didn't think that we would have a dominant team like this mm-hmm. so early on in the in the competitive lifespan but here we are i think a lot of the top teams are starting to solidify themselves as like these are the top teams that are probably going to be here for a while um mm-hmm. i think we still got bubble teams that are shifting around a little bit um but i yeah. think like our top five-ish teams are probably probably settled at this point and i guess that could really those top five teams could probably place in any order in any given tournament um, Definitely. Just because they're all they're all kind of leveling out as far as skill goes. And yeah, it's it's really interesting to see. Uh and I'm I'm really excited to see how teams start settling. Mm-hmm. Definitely. We've seen a lot more shift uh, uh shifting with who's on what teams now and just talking about Splinter Squadron. Good gosh, they are just so good. <laughs> so good. Yeah, for sure. I will say that we haven't seen as much roster swapping as I expected. Uh, because in like the Rocket League scene, you would have people swapping rosters like every week. Okay. Uh, and you just, you don't really have that very much here. Like there's, there's still some obviously, but nothing crazy. So yeah. that's, that's pretty cool to see. So Rocket League, obviously your baby, one of, one of your favorite games, correct? Oh yeah, absolutely. How does the squadron scene compare to Rocket League, which kind of had a similar uh, experience where it was launched as a game uh, that wasn't necessarily intended for esports, but was suited so well for it. And you had the developers, admittedly a lot more uh, dedicated to pushing forward that goal. Uh, what are some of the expectations, or what, what are some of the comparisons that you can see from squadrons and rocket league yeah i think the biggest one the biggest similarity is the fact that it's very grassroots right now um i remember rocket league came out and i was like man 
this game's so silly. There's no way there's going to be a competitive scene for this game. And then, of course, I go and a buddy and I start what I think is the first, like, Rocket League League. <laughs> um, so that was an interesting transition. And I think that it's very similar to Squadrons in that a lot of, actually, all of the competitive right now is purely uh, grassroots and driven by the community. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping one day that we can get developer and publisher involvement uh, because I think their support would help the scene a lot. Um, but it, so far, it doesn't seem like they're very interested. Yeah, sadly. Um, well, you have you have a lot of that that history with EA and not really supporting esports unless it's with the sports titles, um, which is really strange to me personally. Um, let's let's push esports into the thing that's already an actual sport um, and then just have that virtually. But we'll see. Um, Apex is slowly but surely, it's having one of those, uh, it's having more of a grassroots approach too. Um, admittedly, it's a lot harder to run something along those lines to get everything in check because they don't have a lot of that support. Uh, from the developer, uh, what 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 kind of the support from the developers of Rocket League really pushed the game forward, and what could be implemented for Squadrons? I mean, at the beginning, it was a lot of just promotion, um, so promoting a lot of these smaller competitive events through their platforms like social media and like on their website okay. and stuff. That was really good. But then, obviously, they started doing their own official tournaments. Um, and like uh, with the RLCS and stuff, I worked on that for six seasons. And so just being able to have access to the resources that, uh, they're providing to run an official league really helps to build the best event that you can build. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I don't, I don't think we're really going to start seeing really like top tier premier events until that starts happening and like the money is there okay so like step one if we're gonna the uh the three-step guide to bringing squadrons to and actually sports <laughs> is uh to step one build up the the visuals of what is it the marketing terms here coming out the optics of optics. seeing the yep. <laughs> the official ea Star Wars, EA, Twitter, what basically the the social media platforms pushing it out and building up the support of those grassroots communities and the uh, events and the tournaments that they've got going there, and then ultimately having that build up, supporting those, having partnerships, and then ultimately with with um, Rocket League, they started their own. Um, do you, do you, obviously we want to see that happen. Is there, is there an expectation that maybe a couple years as we build up this community that actually does happen? Uh, I don't know. I can't really, based on what I know about EA and like obviously working with them in the past, personally, no, I don't have that expectation. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that we as a community kind of the burden falls on us to prove to them that it's worth it. Yeah. Uh, so we, we have to prove to them that one, this esport 
its existence is going to bring in more players and two that they can capitalize on that in some way and make money off of that yeah and i think that a lot of the problem lies in the way that squadrons was built and that they don't really have a way to capitalize on the esport besides just selling copies of the game and so i don't think that it's going to be very easy for us to prove to them that it's worth it uh, for them to get involved as much as i obviously hate to say that Mm -hmm. that's just what i think the reality is with that expectation and that um, history that we've got there what are ways that the community can push it forward obviously uh, people like yourself and the future tournaments the cow cups the operation aces the scls all of that pushing forward is just continuation of that yeah i mean i think putting on events which we've obviously proven that we can do that as a community but also being able to promote those events just as much as possible on your socials or whatever uh the biggest most important thing that we can do is while we have these tournaments and events going on get as many eyes on them as humanly possible Mm -hmm. um because that's how you're going to start selling sponsorship slots and that's how you're going to start bringing money into the scene and that's when ea and motive are going to be like oh okay maybe there's something here yeah Um, (laughs) so so yeah the biggest thing is just promoting it and getting as many people involved as possible excellent so closing thoughts squadrons is really fun the esports community is really cool there it's very grassroots it could grow uh, with the support that's needed stay up to date on social media follow them on twitter and join the discord that's all for this episode of uplink podcast thank you so much for listening you can support the show on patreon patreon.com slash uplink podcast to get exclusive content as well as access to Uplink Plus, a monthly exclusive podcast talking all things wider world of gaming, Star Wars, and more. Definitely come check this out and help us support the show. A great free way to support the show is by leaving us a review on iTunes or Apple Podcasts. Anywhere you can leave a review of the podcast, it helps us out a ton and helps new listeners find the show. You can follow us on Twitter at Uplink Podcast as well as on Instagram, Uplink Podcast as well. Twitter is a great way to keep up to date on all things Star Wars gaming as well as all things on the show. Also, definitely check us out on YouTube, youtube.com slash the Star Wars Battlefront podcast. We stream every Saturday at usually it's around 12 p.m. MST. We play Star Wars games, we play Among Us, we play all kinds of fun stuff, and it is a great time. Also, stay tuned for some more content coming to our YouTube channel as we are ramping things up for 2021. Also, if you love video games, Star Wars, plants, and pizza, definitely check us out on Discord. Link will be in the description. Come join our awesome community. You can listen to the show on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Spotify. Wherever you find podcasts, you can find the show. As always, thanks for listening, and may the Force be with you.